Wait, so now that's all done. I'm going to do a petty question because okay. you mentioned a particular artist and Ethan's giving Here me a look. So yeah. let's have a, a quick question before we, you know, wrap up. Um, Are you going to ask what I think? I already know what I knew that. I knew. So good. here we go. Who do you prefer? Uh, <laughs> I, I swear to God. <laughs> Are you this? Oh, here we go. Go on, ask your question. Out of Brent Fires and Khalid. So we're going to do an interview with Smooth Fuego. Um, so we're just going to talk about a few things. We're going to fire some questions. You know the way we do it. So who wants to go first with the questions? Anyone in particular? I don't mind the order, to be fair. Um, All right, I'll, I'll go. Um, so basically, this is a question for you, but it's also um, in relation to the topic we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say the reason I asked this question is because I have an idea about how the future is going to go. Mm-hmm. And on this show, we like to talk about music in collaboration with the future and AI and stuff like that. Mm. The reason I, and there will be a question coming that way, but the reason I did want to speak about um, the way that songs are played and stuff like that is I wanted to see if there was a way that it could be automated. I wanted to see oh. if in the future people will be able to walk into a club and there will be a way that songs can be mixed. Because there, there was a feature on Spotify mm. that allowed you to actually mix songs together. Um, and they would automatically lead into each other. They would kind of be on BPM, like you've said. Um, and the skill that is being a DJ could potentially be automated someday. Um, and I guess the question is that I'm trying to ask you is, is that something you see happening in the future? Is it something you're worried about? Like, what is your opinion on the future of DJing? I can't lie. I can actually see that happening because it's already um, slowly happening now because a lot of the new DJs, they're using the sync button. Mm. So that's already automated. So that's the two things, the BPMs matched already. You're just telling it when to start and stop. Um, It can be implemented in the same way you know what I'm saying? This I should just keep this to myself and get a pattern. That's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, man. But, but I thought of this idea. I thought of this loads. I thought of a thing where you see how Spotify works, um, how it bases based on what you listen to, mm. it recommends, etc., etc. I could imagine everybody having a profile like a card or whatever. Put it into as you go into the club, then they know everybody in there what their music tastes are. So mm. if by then we've got technology to be able to mix songs together. They'll know, okay, they like this type of music, they like that type of music, they like that type of music. There could be a way to work out an algorithm for when to bring the tune out or when to bring the new one in. Like, there's a specific part that everybody sings or whatever. It's you already know what everybody wants, mm. even more than a DJ, because as a DJ, I don't know who these people are. Yeah, yeah. They will know their taste from their card, what they've swiped. Even QR codes, you could just Do you see, see what I mean? Codes. And but it's like, it's, I can see it happening. It's actually so interesting that you said mm. that because Spotify they have this feature that allows you to obviously buy tickets straight away through their app. Yeah. And yeah. if you, and I'm just thinking like worst case scenario, say Spotify eventually do become the place where people buy tickets for music shows and stuff like that. They have all the data. Mm-hmm. They have all the information there already. So Spotify Literally. could really do this thing where they could hire a room or they could just have a festival of some kind and have a DJ set that it's just basically yep. a select group of people. So like you could put people in different groups, like green group, yellow group, red mm-hmm. group, 
green group listen all to old R&B or R&B etc and they and go to this disco type of yeah. Thing. yeah and they, they go to this they go mm. to this section yellow group go to this section and um, the music they listen to is kind of told by the data mm. that is fed into Spotify or Apple Music whoever decides to do it first um, but yeah it's interesting that you said that because I actually wanted a DJ's opinion because it is one of the things that I worry about personally a, mm. lot, a lot of them won't admit it they go no man you always need a DJ but I'm like open minded like that and I can see yeah. slowly going and even what you just said about Spotify even that's slowly happening because if you've seen um, Mostak's done it Jay Huss has done it Stormzy's done it they do this thing on um, Spotify where they're top listeners they get the invited to a is private no no not even who we be oh. they get invited to a private show with the artists based up because they've listened to them the most on Spotify. Yeah. So their biggest fans get to a private show with them. I think, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was most like it was a go-karting. Um, mm. Stormzy's was a, on a boat, on a private boat. On I remember seeing it on his Snapchat. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Like, and that's how they're already doing it. So mm. they know this person from Bournemouth listened to Stormzy the 10th most on Spotify. Like all that data is there. And yeah, it's mad because they're even getting into like um, distribution where you can do some, you can go direct with Spotify now. Yep. You don't need to go TuneCore, CD Baby, all of yep. those. Like you can go direct mm. with, and they know based on your listenership how much advance they can give you or it's, it's great. And they can control it as well with the, uh, they can. I think <laughs> I, that sounds like cool. Like what yeah. you and Eden are talking about. I think mm. it's true. The tech is there to do that. But I think, part of these experiences almost and i think it will go full circle again mm. i think it's the human experience so me yeah. going to a festival that's just curated in a room they can make it excitable like getting influences and stuff in or whatever but i think there is that kind of element from a dj that touch that kind of the shout outs touch. that you do the yeah. call outs the kind of um the like, kind of tags all that kind of stuff that culture that kind of almost people will get used to obviously though they can get used to the um, algorithms and automated stuff but i think there can still be a world where both exist just because Definitely. that live touch is part of what makes rolling loud so so great it's part mm. of what people talk about in coachella part of what people talk about in festivals and stuff i think there is a human touch and a point where there's that line where it kind of is it might be a bit too lack of authenticity almost yeah. or that, like that, too curated like too yeah. fake almost and it's kind of like if i if why am i paying for something that's curated if i can just do it myself or Is something she, like that with that as well um because i think when i'm saying it will happen i'm talking like in a mainstream level mm. like in a mainstream it's going to happen but whenever that happens you'll then get an underground renaissance yes of like the authenticity yeah so like, like i use an example even on the DJ inside with um, like CDJs came in, like mm. people stopped using vinyl. Um, CDJs came in, people were using that, people are even using USBs and stuff now. But from that, you're getting nights which are like, oh, we're only playing vinyl, like this is the authentic. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There's mm. always a thing where like we want to bring it back, or you get like nights showing mm. older, older music, mm. more especially. So you always true. get those yeah. things, but the overall mainstream thing, I can. I can see it going that way because even when it comes down to like concerts like you'll go to a concert they don't even put like a dj in the middle they'll just play a song mm. like just it's crazy you're right i've seen that transition actually from mm. growing up actually they will yeah it will just be created now yeah. almost yeah but it's only certain sets that will bring the dj along with them yeah. and stuff like that but i you're just right. wanted to say also on nick's point in terms of the human side of it i think mm. and this is just like my uneducated like opinion 
I do think we'll get to a point where it'll be quite hard to tell the difference and um, shout outs and things like that in real time will be something that AI and stuff will be able to adapt to. So they'll be able, there'll be like a camera in the screen that does like facial recognition or something and your username will be related to your name or something along those lines. It'll be our oh, shout out Nick. Um, shout out this person shout yeah, out that true. person so there'll be something because I think the aim of AI eventually is to be so discreet that we can't tell the difference and we don't miss that mm. experience or the experience improve, improves yeah. um, but I, like I like like you said I'm smooth I think overall I think it will be a general thing I think the underground will still prefer having a DJ playing mm. the songs um, and stuff like that but unfortunately, we are giving all this data to all these big companies mm -hmm. who do know our behaviors better than we know them ourselves. Yeah. So. But then wouldn't you say the reaction to the, um, I know it's a bit different, but the festivals where they did the fake two-pack and all that kind of stuff is kind of in them testing it out and it kind of yeah. going wrong almost in, in some ways. And the, the market, as we spoke about in... Um, uh southeast asia where it's all like there's fake pop stars out here which we spoke about that are like just fake and that audience gravitate towards that i think there will be a harder fight for it to come into the western world the, the wider western world and the americas and the englands and stuff like that i just think because we've been exposed to authenticity for so long and i do get you in the future like generations etc etc it might integrate itself but i think there'll be way more of a battle before that happens just because and even the shout outs yeah DJs can shout out my name, but it's about knowing the DJ's history, about knowing why they created that song. Like sometimes they just give anecdotes in the thing that just hype you up a bit more and the energy's there. At the same time, like we were talking earlier, we're losing that as well. Because remember with like this new gender not doing their history and research and things like that. Half the time, like a lot of them, they don't care about we're getting to a point where they don't care, oh, if this DJ's good or whatever, they're like, oh, I just want to go out. I just want to yeah, have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, there's always going to be the real that's there. But mm -hmm. then on a mainstream level, they just want the excitement. Because even if you look at like a society, don't even look at just DJing. Like AI is going to get to the point where you can't differentiate between robotics and a human touch. And even when you look at movies, then it's going to happen, but they're going to take over the world. Mm. And like, oh, you know, AI in yeah, movies. And you know yeah, when we get those little... Yeah. Um, you know when you got them clips on Twitter of them like a robot walking in and they push him down and that that's gonna be like slavery videos, you know? Oh yeah, like, true. Back yeah, in, yeah, like yeah. how they what film was it? Was it um ah, the South African one? The robot one? Oh um Chappie. Yeah. Did, have you seen that? I've heard of Chappie. Like yeah, the beginning yeah, yeah. of it, Chappie. yeah. It's showing it's, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's yeah. showing clips here of like them <laughs> testing out the robots. And it's like, because they just see him as robots, to us it's just testing, but it's like abuse of the robots. Yeah. And that's him learning the history of yeah, robots. And then yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. robots against you. I can see that happening. Mm. And what always happens in these films, these dystopian films, there's always robots take over and then like, the humans are living in destitute underground. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen with in a music sense if you do it for that way. So like they'll be on the they'll underground. be underground, like dingy little warehouse, hole in the wall things, where the big massive clubs would all be automated. gentrified clubs. Yeah. Would be yeah. It's the same with gentrification. Yeah. Like, no, it is the pro yeah. the parallels. I get you. Yeah, yeah the parallels it's crazy exist. Crazy though, like what we're going into. Who wants to go over the next question? Yeah. yeah. Um, Joppe. Um. So. <laughs> Love how he starts. Like it's a so, grilling, uh, <laughs> grilling why is it funny when I speak? <laughs> it's just your interview style. It's, it's cool. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> no, it's just you're so professional. That's what it is. It's like, yeah, you, like you know how your style is. That that's all it is. It's just funny to me in a good way. Like it's not. 
bad. Anyway, so for those who are unaware, mm. um, what is um three sixty R and B and what's its ethos? Basically, three sixty R and B. It describes what it is in the name because I I tried to think of the right name to describe it, and three sixty because it's all the way around. So it's like it showcases every type of R and B. Because one thing I've noticed when it comes to R and B events, either people try to go very trendy and they might go the future sounds type of route and say oh this is future r&b this and that or they'll go the type of experimental trap soul new route where they're like whispering and there's well noises in the background type of thing <laughs> but um with 360 i wanted to showcase every type of r&b so you've got you'll have those as well but then you'll have your traditional crooner normal r&b but then you'll have your like your crossover type of almost pop ones which people would disregard and say that's not r&b but i'm like yeah i'm including every single type to show that it's a diverse um genre and also not just the genre itself with the artists as well 360 r&b's artists from all over the world like that's one thing when i started it i was like being the uk scene as well the uk scene is not the uk scene it's a london scene so i started off by saying look i want people from all different cities and then i was like you know what let me get people from different countries as well and i noticed certain barriers like a big example would be say if you have um when i was doing my research for african artists and i was asking oh, what's some nigerian r&b artists and nobody could name me one until I met somebody who's actually from Nigeria. Mm. And then they gave me an artist. And then I was like, oh, but I've been told they're Afrobeats. They go, no, they're not Afrobeats, they're R&B. And that's a barrier they found because when it comes to that Afrobeats, it's anyone African is Afrobeats, yeah. even when they're R&B. And the same thing for people in the Caribbean as well. Like um, Amanda Reefy used to be in Cover Drive. She's releasing tunes now. Ah, as a, um, Yeah, she's got a couple of tunes. Another Bajan queen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. She, she, can, she can stay in the past, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but she's in the future, so it's fine. So, you know, she, we're going to accept that. She's she releasing R&B songs. And even just like, say, Jamaican artists as well. If you release a song, you're automatically categorized as, oh, are you reggae? Are you dancehall? Are you soca? It's like you can't be anything else. Um, mm. What's the name? I've got to say it wrong. They don't even but, um, get that deep over here. They're just everyone's bashment, apparently. Yeah. That's all they say, remember, apparently. Remember, what's her face? You won her voice. Um, Tanasi Chin. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. Tammy Chin's sister. Yeah, she's never been anything dance or anything. She's always been a bit different, and she couldn't break through at mm. all because she was like her sister would just be classed as dancer, but she did do rhythms and stuff like mm. that. But she had no chance. She had to go in the American Voice, and well, it didn't really. But it worked better than what she was before. But she's kind of faded away now. But that's the problem which they find they get typecast. Yeah, and I also mm. wanted to like even with um hoodie, hoodie. Yeah, I do not care. She's releasing r&b rhythms yeah say it's k-pop it's not k-pop a lot of k-pop is actually technically r&b but uh, quite a few you know no it is like, no it is it is yeah. but no quite literally few, literally yeah. like i listen to some of these artists these boy bands even, yeah and, I'm and like, half of your yeah. half of your stuff's actually r&b and that's yeah. that that's a conversation i actually really want to have because mm -hmm. um not with you not with like um not in this just conversation dominating yeah. it but i'm just saying that i think that the relationship between K-pop and black artists is something really interesting right now. Yeah, and I sure. think it's, um, there's a lot of, I don't know if it's appropriation. I don't know. I need to do more research. But, but do you know I need what? to get into I'll it. I'll give you a little bit of information, which I've found. A few of the songs, yeah, these K-pop songs, I know a few black UK producers are that they are written? doing them. Are they written? Yeah, I've seen they're, this. They're black songwriters are yeah. writing songs for these K-pop. I've, I've read articles. Yeah. It's like, Isn't Maya out there? Maya's done songwriting. Mm -hmm. Anymore. she was though yeah she was time. she had a career there but yeah but that's that's the thing i wanted to highlight like 
with R&B, it's... Because you ask somebody, are oh, you listen to the new R&B? Yeah, I know R&B. Yeah, I know Scissor. I know Bryson Tiller. I know Brent Fryers. It's the same ones all the time, but there's so many artists. Yes, and that's what is. I want to highlight. And I'm actually yeah. so glad you said that because that was yeah. my issue with... Back to the whole DJ thing. Mm. Eden, yes, Brent Fries is great. I haven't said anything. Can <laughs> we just keep discussion about smooth and DJing? Let's keep it there. I have a petty question for later. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so what I was going to say was, well, it's not even a question, but I'm glad you said the whole thing about, because when I go back to these DJs and clubs and things, I feel like these DJs don't know how diverse and expansive black music is. So even like, there's so many different sounds in R&B, it's mm-hmm. different sounds in hip hop, it's so many different sounds in Caribbean and African music. So like now, as Nick mentioned before, we have the, you know, the Ote movie, we have Odansi, we have yes. Teowa, who I don't mm-hmm. think people do any Teowa, I listened yeah. to the album, yeah, he's it's good. banging. Yeah. But people say, oh, Afrobeats, but he's not. Like, he's people, really not. People even taught me new ones yesterday, because I named those three, um, Odansi, Teowa, and- Santi. Um, Sorry, sorry. And um, yeah, 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 exactly. And people just quote tweeting me with loads. So I'm going to explore yeah. this weekend. There's loads. Oh, the, oh, and the thing is, as someone who is a Nigerian, like I, like, I do like Afrobeats, but it's not like my life. Like, mm. it's not. But the old, the old taste scene, that's me. Like, mm. I was like, okay, Big yes, me. my fellow Africans. Yes, my Nigerians. Yes. I am a dead. That is where I get my life from. I just feel like there's just personally <laughs> a higher degree. Actually, I don't know if I should say that. You said it already, so Start, anyway, finish, finish. So up. back to what you said. I'm not gonna finish that because yeah. um, Afrobeat Twitter will come for me. <laughs> Afrobeat um, Twitter. <laughs> I just see high tops. I swear, I swear <laughs> you don't care though. I swear <laughs> you don't care. If people come for you. <laughs> just say your piece, Afrobeat bro. Afrobeat Twitter. Afrobeat Twitter. They're the people that all they, even all they do is watch Johnny Hip and go to church. Anyway, wow. So that's, that's rude. That's rude. But I'm glad. I'm just glad you it's said that. Huh? Is it a lie? It's, no, you it's don't know how expensive Afrobeat Twitter is. I don't. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I'm glad continue. you said that. So, um, yeah, thank you for answering the question. But yeah, I just want people to know how diverse, Very diverse R&B is. And also, like, people just assume that all R&B sounds like something that came out in the 90s. It's like... Exactly. That's that's the thing which annoys me. Though. I mean, even yeah, in itself, even in the 90s. That, that annoys me. That, what was it? That all R&B is, like, what came out in the 90s. And that's oh, no, no. And, and that's no, the problem. No. That's no. why when i done my event, and even when I do my platform and I'm showing new R&B, that's all I'm showing, mm. the new one that's coming out. Because the reason for me is, that, yeah, you're bigging up all these 2000s and 90s ones. In the 2090s, they were new. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They were new um, artists then. And if they weren't highlighted then, you would be talking about the 70s. Do you exactly. know what I mean? And, and it's like, when I've done my event, I'm only playing with, even the artists here, I had to say to them, I've gone like, look, you're not doing any covers. Mm. And they were like, oh, but I'm like, good, no, good. doing I no like covers. That. And the reason why, that. will you go to a Stormzy show and man's performing 21 seconds? I can't lie. No one wants that. Do you see what I'm no saying? No one and, and this is, wants And this is that. what I'm saying. Promise yeah. you that. Oh, wait, you mean as in Storms, you'll be rapping along to? As in covering. No, like, oh, yeah. no, no, no. It's no, quiet. No, no. It's Who like wants that? Not me. Never no, that. No, no, no. It doesn't make sense. And this is why I don't understand why people keep doing this with R&B. And mm. like, even I've told the artists, look, you've got to stop being scared and you've got to do your music and highlight you yourself. Yeah. And if and you are going to do I? covers, can you do some 
less obvious choices, some less mm. obvious artists. Like, not every day cover Lauren Hill, X Factor. <laughs> Listen, and can I say her? Yeah. Her concert is a great example of this. So, mm. um, Tierra Thomas opened for her. Yeah. Phenomenal. Killed it. She had the crowd. She won them because she had energy. Exactly. She sung her own song. Mm-hmm. She premiered her EP, which was due that same night. Her music released. isn't great. And um, it doesn't matter if it wasn't great. She performed it great. That's what matters. And mm-hmm. she literally did it live and performed for 45 minutes about around that time, 30 to 45 minutes. I think Shopee was at the show as well. And um, she killed it. Everyone was like, wow, I'm, I'm fucking feeling her voice. I personally like, wasn't, you know I mean? but you know, that's okay. But she had stage presence. <laughs> she had stage presence. She yeah. That's the main thing. And that's, that's to your testament. Perform your shit, own your exactly. shit, be a performer and stop the relying on these covers. Like exactly. we don't want to hear that all the time. It's, it's fine. Like, it's like, give me new. That's, I love new music. I'm always making new plays, etc. Like, Honestly, we want the new stuff. If you can, pre- and performance skills are key. Hone in on that, and then you can sell your products. That's yeah. what it is. But I'm yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm glad, glad you have that rule. That's a really glad good principle. That's what I was, because I'm in the UK, for that now in the UK, people don't focus on the live performances as much. Like, and it's like, yeah. come on, this is what we do. You need think to that's exclusively on. UK? I don't actually. I don't because half a lot of these trap half of these, in the US. No, no, no. Half of these trap artists cannot perform their products. Either, I would say about ninety percent. Yeah, okay. half. No, half for me. But yeah. Anyway, um, in terms of R, I'm just talking about because we're having a conversation about R and B and three sixty R and B. That's why I kept it specific. But yeah, we have a performance issue. Um, it is widespread. But in terms of that performance, where I really like it, it's something unique and it's something I haven't heard before. So that's really cool. It's really cool. But yeah, do you have any more questions, Chope? Or should I, I do? Uh, but it's your turn. You sure? Okay. Um, so I have my petty question for later. Okay. So in terms of because <laughs> he didn't want to what, start. <laughs> in terms of what inspired you to become a DJ, what was that moment where you were like? Because I know you're a jack. You've got so many trades, jack full trades and stuff. Yeah. But if, like, everything. what for DJing? What was that that point for you where you like? I really want to do this and take it seriously. Um, when it happened for me was when I was in uni. Because around the time I went to uni, um, I went to Hertfordshire Uni before it ended up being a famous, <laughs> like, Arabian <laughs> uni. That, but we, we kind of started that. And um, I came, I was coming from, Bur- I'm originally from London, but I moved when I was a kid. And then I moved to Birmingham. Yeah. And I came from Birmingham. And everyone, in, like, Birmingham is Kingston, Jamaica, basically. Everybody's either Jamaican or randomly from St. Kitts. And then if they're, like, other countries, they tend to not know nothing about it. Mm. Um and then when I went to uni, um, I was there, like went to all the kitchens, everybody was cooking and things. And like most people were Nigerian and Ghanaian. I knew nothing about it. Never heard of Afrobeat in my life. Didn't know what jollof rice was, nothing. And I went there and I was like, rah, this is like an education to me. Oh, this is mad. Like mm. seeing like the other side. And then whenever they were cooking, they'd be playing Afrobeats. Mm. Um, and that, well, the term wasn't really, they didn't really use Afrobeats in that way. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like African dance hall, like African R&B, or whatever. That's African what they call it. That's what they used to call it, though. Well, they used to what call San- it Nigerian. You know, like um, I don't know how you say. It. You know, mm. nice nine nice nine nights. What yeah. are you talking about? Nine nice, the artist. Oh no, no, I thought you were talking about nine yeah, nights. Um, so. When he released the song <laughs> "Party Rider," mm. it's it's Nigerian dancehall. When they used to first get um, Nigerian music, it was put as dancehall. Oh, like that's really? what this was like before but anyway let me carry on anyway but yeah so it was in i saw it played in the kitchen and i was like right that's good that like that like i'm feeling this music getting to know it mm. and then we never really had the proper nights for us like there was the urban night but it was more for everyone type of thing so it would be a bit more 
um, R&B, hip-hop, his funky house was blowing at the funky time. House. Oh, yeah. Love a bit of funky so house. Yeah. And, then, um, and then I was like, why don't they play an Afrobeats? And then the guy was like, he was like an older guy. He was like, nah, nah, I ain't playing. I go, play it, man, play it. And he goes, nah, nah, nah. So then I was like, I was in the ACS and I knew no one. I was the Birmingham guy in it. I remember <laughs> I, I just went to the ACS meeting and then everyone was talking about like uh, Oxford Street, this street, that street. And I was like, I put my hand up for him and I go, oh, I'm from Birmingham. I don't know anyone, what that means. And everyone went, oh, it's a Birmingham guy. And then I used to walk around and I'll say that. So then I joined the ACS to try and get to know people. And I, and I remember another guy in there, he had a DJ set, but he needed a lift. And I was like, you know what? I'll give you a lift. So I gave him a lift and he was there DJing. And um, like, he made a huge mistake where he stopped the song. And I always remember that everyone went, oh, DJ, DJ, what are you doing? And then he recovered from that. And then I was there and I was thinking, oh, this is kind of good still. Like, I like this. And I go, I was doing a course in multimedia tech. So yeah. like I do, I can do um, web design, graphic design, video editing, all the promo stuff so, I do, it's all me. I do it myself. Yeah, I remember and you then, told me that. Then I went to him, I went, if I do the design work and you DJ, we could do our own raves. So then I done that, and then I was I was putting an emphasis of I wanted to give something for like for the black students, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To reflect them, and I remember we played like um, the first time it was like an Afrobeat set thing. This was years ago, and like it was only the bait bait ones at the time because it was like the first one through like Sweet Mother and Premier Gayo and all of them. And I remember when we played Premier Gayo, we reloaded it like eight times. Cause it was the first time yeah. they heard because the, the only places you would hear it is like the more fresh raves in it like mm. the um exchange students and that you never heard it in like a normal yeah, yeah, genre. yeah, yeah. and we played it and then i was like i did i never understood why they didn't play it when everybody here was most of people even nigerian or Ghanaian. yeah and um that's we started doing raves and stuff and i started djing and then um no, I, I didn't even get into that bit. So I did raves and stuff. And then as he was playing, I was I kept going. It's, um, I think he's known as Mr. Smoothie and T now. Because Smooth Fuego used to be two people. Yeah. He used to be Smooth, I was Fuego. Yeah. Oh. And then um, I was there and I used to go, oh, play this tune, play that tune. Mm. He's like, why don't you learn how to DJ? And I was like, oh, might as well. And because we were like nobodies, we would get booked and we would be like on the start before anyone was there. Mm. I literally learned how to DJ in a club. Really? Like just messing about. Oh, and I remember one of, one of my first... The first time I was on my own, he come with his girlfriend. We had we were downstairs. Jazzy Jeff was upstairs. Amy Marie was outside mm. performing at um, a Freshers Ball, and he was like, "Ah, oh, my girl wants to see Amy Marie." And I was like, "All right, cool." I was DJing. Then I look up, he's gone, and I'm like, "What the hell?" And then I just had to DJ, yeah. And technically, if I think about it now, I couldn't really DJ properly because if mm. it went out, I couldn't bring it back in. But yeah. I had um. A natural talent for locking songs in that's yeah. like when it's in the mix and you can just leave it and yeah. listen so i was quite good at that and i was playing yeah like you don't probably won't know about it but baseline like niche baseline four 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 garage yeah, which was big everywhere apart from london like the biggest hit was heartbroken but mm, you like t2 mm, heartbroken yeah, but yeah. You like, yeah, yeah, yeah but that was like two years after it was big like yeah. when it charted i played that year to a bunch of majority londoners i was playing t2 ts7 all of them ones and like they didn't know what it was but what they, were like, they were just like wheel it bro wheel it and then what happened was <laughs> people were leaving Jazzy Jeff and leaving Amory to go to where I was playing and then they had to lock me off because oh. <laughs> they paid thousands for the minute yeah and then um, from that we just started to do raves all across the country I started to get booked we were like one of the biggest ones in the uni scene I was signed by 
Sony BMG as a street team DJ when they used to have street wow, teams. Wow. Um, then I was on Deja Vu, the pirate station in London. Yeah. Used to come to that. And I was on Aston FM, which was Aston Villas, had their own station, mm. then Big City Radio, then New Star Radio, Sandwell as well. And um, then I started doing stuff for One Extra as well. Mm. One thing I did while I was at uni, um, New Star was the only legal black music station in Birmingham, like on the FM. Okay. So it's the level of like, say, Represent or Westside. Yeah, yeah, the equivalent. But we've got no competition. We don't have a capital extra. There's only capital yeah. like, on the FM. Like literally there's no black music and it's the second biggest city. So the pluggers were asking me to do interviews. I was getting a top of top interviews. Same on Radio 1, my next was getting everyone from like Trey Songs to Eve to Rich to Wiley. Like everyone I've interviewed, if you search on YouTube, Smooth Rego TV. And from that, I got the attention of One Extra. Mm. And then I started doing guest mixes. I did a show for a month in 2014. Mm. R&B show when I did Extra Talent. Yeah. And um, yeah. And then um, as I was DJing and stuff, as I got older, I'm multi-genre, I can play everything. Listen, I can play Vibes Cartel. I was at a wedding, I was playing all that common Eileen business. Like, yeah. and, and, and the thing is, yeah, I play it. Regin, I mix it, Regin. Yes. My mum mixed the Spice Girls with Bewitched, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you think I'm joking, yeah? I don't. I will, I I will mix doubt. it like, and people are like, huh? Because they've, they've well, never seen it here. before. Because you never hear it mixed together. Like, yeah. I, I love like, all types of music playing it my guy and said Spice Girls is Spice bewitched. Girls with Bewitched with PJ and Duncan like Bloody listen hell, mate. listen Come my on. collection goes deep Cheeky All Saints yeah. <laughs> Sally's gonna enjoy Trevor's <laughs> gonna enjoy everyone's gonna enjoy but um as I got older and I, um, well it's always been there my the one that I listened to the most really was um R&B like even when I was DJing everything, I kind of started DJing on like dancehall and soca and yeah. Because I used to play soca as well because nobody would play it and I played the same listen ten tunes for how many years? I was the first one that was playing it like in the well in the uni scene that was from that year mm. and like that's how I got. That's why I say don't be scared to because that crowd. Imagine probably ninety percent Nigerian crowd, people that hate soca as well in there. Like even the Caribbean ones that were there, like especially the Jamaican ones like with Birmingham they're, they're yard in it but they're, the type, <laughs> they're the type of Jamaicans who hate soca in it uh. so when I was playing that in um, the uni scene it was never heard of mm. and the ones who love soca loved me like anything I played that they would go to mm. and people were like rah that's it was all right you know they were like I don't like soca but he said it was right. that's what yeah. I tried to do to educate but yeah, um, yeah I always liked R&B and I always found myself just chilly listening to it and then um, as I got to like a few years ago, I was like, how come no one plays no new R&B? And then I noticed with like One Extra, they got rid of the R&B show. Cause it was CJ Beat show, then it was gone. And it was the only um, main genre that never had a specialty show at the time. Mm. And then that inspired me to think, nah, I'm going to push R&B more. So then I did start at 360 R&B. And when I wanted to do it, I wanted to do all types of R&B. Yeah. So you get your ones that are almost virgin on pop, your ones that are like experimental, mm-hmm. your neo-soul ones, even the older ones who are like releasing new stuff. Like, I can't even remember his name, but um, guy was in Black Street. He released a, a one himself. Yeah. Like a few months ago and stuff like that. And all these people, like, I want to showcase them. I want to showcase. Wait, an X-Men of Black Street there? Yeah. I c- really? I not remember his name. I, d- I put up his video, it was like five months ago. 
and he and this so is what I mean. This year. Like he's released songs and like nobody talks about it. And then also even I take like the more commercial ones. Like take your Trevor Jacksons and your Jacob Lattimore. Bridget, yeah. if this was ten years ago, who'd be Chris Brown? Jacob Lattimore. Yeah. Well, Trevor Jackson more. Uh, but like both of them too. Like if their music sounds ago, the same. It doesn't matter. But if this was ten years ago, they would be those ones who like the little. Girls are going, oh, I love to be this and that. Do you know Maybe I mean? Trevor Jackson, Jacob Lattimore. Even Jack- not Jacob sure. Lattimore to some extent, because when not that around the Nothing On Me era, yeah, he was big, like yeah. around. Mm. But obviously, things he was like, big, all, they were he was all big with those, the tweens. Yeah. That's what he I'm was, saying. He, yeah. that, it but, was but, Jacob Lattimore, Trevor Jackson. Yeah, one of yeah. yeah that's, this is yeah. what I'm saying. But this is why I say it's 360 R&B. It's not just my personal. Jawan Harris. Jawan Harris. Yeah. Love that song. But he can sing. Yeah, he can. But you see what I'm saying? You see this? This is, it's not just my personal preference. Yeah. 360 R&B. Yeah. It's all of them. So you're giving So it's all of them. So even that, like, one of the things which helped R&B was One Six and Park, gone. There's no show right. which they can go on. Now with these, these kids now, every generation has had their kiddie bop R&B uh, Moment, generation. Yeah. Mm, this yeah. generation hasn't. The last one was Mindless Behaviour. And that was yeah, 10, Mindless 12 years ago. Had a quite, a that was the last yeah. gen, you know. So mm. these like now, their kid artists are who? Little Pump. Because he was 17. Mm. Yeah, like it's mumble rappers. Yeah. It's They're literally sixteen, seventeen. There's yeah. no singer ones there. So people like Trevor Jackson. You should even ones like take Victoria Monet. Yeah, she should be huge. She should mm. be. She's not huge. huge. She's flipping so towards with Ariana Grande. Yeah, she would. If this was ten years ago, she'd be huge. So talented. And this, this so is what I'm talented. saying. All of these artists, I wanna. That's why I'm like, nah, they need pushing, and that's why it's I created Free we, we don't have any kiddie art. There's no. I'm, for, yeah, I'm really trying to. For us, yeah. Yeah. for us, it was BTK. There, there's ones yeah. who are out there, but there's not ones who are like known for that. There's not ones, buzz. There's who are the ones a. out there? Give me some. Because I can't think of any. Who are the kiddie R and B artists? I think he's. You're, you're alarmed. Uh, Just while you're thinking. So think, uh, okay. and then. I don't think you were the young kids ones. Who do we have for kiddie R and B this generation? I don't think we have any. Oh, did it stop? Because even Trevor Jackson and they're big men now. Well, they're they're still quite young, to be fair. But the thing is, they're young, but I just feel like their audiences aren't like those teenagers. Who are we talking about? Yeah, they're starting to get older. So they're trying to... Trevor Jackson, Jacob Lamar. Oh, Oh, no, they're different. They're trying to compete with the older... Yeah. They're trying to compete with like Bryson and and Tori Lee. They're trying to be with them. Ready? Mm Mm-hmm. And even like Kiki Palmer, like didn't really Ooh, yeah. didn't happen. She, but even her, she's had um, songs and no one's scared. Like, like that, her EP, I loved better, one of her EPs. Um, better, what's it called? Better to have loved or whatever. She's had it. She had it. Yeah, um, and that, that's that's actually a big the song tune, where she know? was like Egyptian and stuff as well. Oh like, no, that was a that was. A I like that one. Nah, what well, hands really free? Like, yeah, hands like free was song. a banger. I didn't I like hands free. I can't like. Wow, wow. But like, but um, better to have loved is one and like I'm playing it I go oh that's key key I mean and they're like yeah. huh like they don't know and yeah. that's another thing as well since doing 360 R&B it's like you have to almost f- force feed people if I go to people oh this is new R&B or whatever they're like oh I don't care if I'm doing my radio show like I was in the drive time show the amount of new R&B I was putting on it because it's easy listening mm. it's the most crossover genre out of any type of black music you can get it's so crossover mm. and like I was playing it on a drive time show and people were like rah what's this up? what's it and even some of them were UK they were like what that's UK and it wasn't until they were already listening to my show you have that to they listen. started to be educated to it mm. that's why like at the 360 show like people want to see um, new acts 
but I made emphasis of I'm only playing new music. The amount of comments you could go through to it, they're going, oh, this is me, Shazamming everything smooth is playing. And they got that gif of, who was it? Um, Eden, your bestie posted that one. Oh, is it? Khalil. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Lo- loads of people uh, were saying that. They were like, I didn't realise there was this much R&B. <laughs> and, he, and the joke thing is, it's not just that there's this much R&B. They were saying, I didn't realise I knew this much R&B. Yeah. Because the thing is, even though people are saying it's not there, they still listen to it. There's yeah. some that they don't realize it, but they're still, they're still listening to yeah. it, but they're not vocal about it. Mm. You're only vocal about hip hop, grime, this and that. And that's, yeah. and that's the thing. They're You're only right. vocal, but they do know the songs mm. and they do sit back and listen. But like when people were putting up their, um, remember that app that shows the festival of what you've done for Spotify? Yes. Yeah. 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 Nearly yeah. all of them, they had at least one, yeah, two you can R&B see, artists you can in see, there. Yeah. You know I love mean? yeah. Spotify do that. Yeah. 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 That wasn't technically them though. That was um, a random the side independent app. app. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, but I, I enjoyed that email they sent me with mine. So. <laughs> was, that, was that your only question, Nick? Um, for now, we can go back. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the question I had next was, do you still feel you have like passion for music having to continually put people onto new songs or doing it as a, a livelihood now or like DJing with um, one extra all of these things that you've done yeah they've become jobs in a way so do you feel like the passion is still there do you feel like you're losing the passion or I can't lie it gives me the passion giving people the opportunity because even this last one um, 360 R&B 360 R&B meets Omaze and um, yeah. Omaze's girl on Twitter who I started speaking to or whatever, she's, she just went viral from her music taste. Like she wasn't even in the music industry, nothing. Mm. Her playlist had like 1,500 people. I don't know how mm. she's managed to... Well, actually I do know how because now, like I was saying with the new um, Zenials Generation Z, like when they want music opinions, they don't want to hear from like gatekeepers or big people in the industry with expertise like Twinby or Semtex or whatever. They see them as like unattainable mm. as like the industry they want to know opinions from people like them mm. and i've noticed that and i noticed that with omaze as well with the way people react to it and i was like hmm that's interesting because at the same time i know i want to educate people i'm not afraid to get educated myself mm. on what they need so then um as i was seeing that with omaze me and her were talking and she's like oh, i want to do an event i want to get in the industry and this and that and i was like you know what i do events anyway just jump on mine and like we'll come together she picks some acts I picked some acts and even her, like when we done the event, she was tweeting, oh, thank you so much to Smooth Frego for giving me the opportunity and this and that. That makes me feel, that's giving me passion. Mm. And even the artist there, I'll go over the artist. There's an artist called Sole, yeah, who was on um, 360 RB. She's um, a black female. Well, she's very crossover, but we'll say R&B for now, like R&B artist, yeah. She's got two songs, Spotify alone, nearly on two million. Her latest song with CK got to um, a mil and a half in a month. And the video has got on 100,000. It's virtually like she's no one here. And oh, in Ireland, fourth most Shazam artist in Ireland. No, oh, wow. Sorry, fourth most played on radio artist in Ireland and the fifth most Shazam. The only people bigger than her was like Westlife. Justin Bieber. Wow. He said, wow. This is what I'm saying. And she's independent. There's a movement. Happening. And she's independent. Wait, she's and black, did you say? Yeah. Right. Like, I've never like, heard proper, like, so, this is what I'm saying. In and, Ireland. Wow. Yeah. And then I I came across her just from knowing the thing that we got talking by Twitter. It's what I tell you, yeah. Forget Instagram, yeah. 
it just makes you look pretty. Twitter is the one, mate. That is the one that connects me to so many people. Um, it's always been my favourite. Trust me. And then like... Yeah, um, there's so many opportunities. Trust me. And then me and her got talking and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to bring you here for a show or whatever. And this is a first UK show. Even when I was on one That's extra, mad with the views I mean? and stuff and impact engagement. This is what I'm gets. saying. That's crazy. Like, that's mad engagement. And even with the like... Um, I gave her a first play in one extra ever. Mm. Um, even Nakala, she was another one who's on it from Southampton. Mm. She's got her song Paris is on like nearly five mil. Like there's American artists, like everyone from Asian to Lucky Day, whatever, mm. who big her up casually. Mm, mm. She's like struggled like this for her and Sole. This is more or less like the, the biggest event they've done. Well, not Sole, but in the UK. This yeah. is the first ever time in the UK and it's one of Nakala's biggest ever events. They were there telling me, oh, we can't wait for the event. And I'm thinking, this is mad, you know? Mm. There's so many people that- You're breaking out. Listen to and know them. And they are like, they're talented as yeah. well. And they performed enough to, they were like, oh, thank you so much for the opportunity wow. and that. And like the way they performed, like Sole, yeah, she blew the crowd away. This is why I say- doing new music because to a lot of them they would have seen Sole in general go oh that's commercial I'm not really interested but when they saw her perform and like her vocally and they were to a lot of people they were like oh she's one of their favourite ones mm. and also um, another act who I will it's a problem with the R&B acts here yeah? they're not very consistent but I know there's loads of politics and stuff behind mm-hmm. it because I used to manage and stuff so I understand but an act who I heavily endorse especially as a performer is one called Lauren Aki Who's like a UK? I've heard, I've heard that name. She's a I've heard bad that girl. Name. Bad girl. Like when she come and she perform, yeah. <laughs> Listen, my face. Yeah, I'm doing the stink face in it. Like for that's when you know. That's when you know. That's when you know. That's her when you her know. as a performer, yeah. I told people about Laura there. Yeah. They didn't want to listen. Then they come there and they were like, who the hell is this? And the thing I like about her, she's different as well. She's very, very R&B with her sound. But her as a person... Like I call her a blurred in it. She's a black nerd. Like she's very into her manga, um, very into Harry Potter as well. <laughs> and even the way she sings and her style is different. Like the way she sings is soulful, but it's so English. And it's like enunciate. I call it like Queen Speech Soul. Like mm-hmm. literally okay. her enunciation. Yeah, I can't even describe it in words. But if you listen to her songs, you'll get exactly what I mean. Everything is like and that that everything is said perfectly. Like she's amazing, and like even given her the um, opportunity she had, most of them probably never heard of her, didn't know who she was. Amazing, even someone like Kenzo as well won the GRM Rated Awards, mm-hmm. 2018. Like she'll probably slap me up for this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. But she was one of the most nervous and unconfident people I've ever met in some ways, and I have to like give her a nudge and be like, look, you're sick. You've got talent. She was terrified before she performed she come she absolutely killed it she's really hard on herself as well that's why a lot of her songs uh earlier songs she talks about her mental health and she uses music as an escapism for that um i think too hard too hard was one of them on there but it's just giving all of these different artists opportunities sub blue as well from and that's one thing as well like getting people from outside of london to perform there that sub blues from liverpool sole was from dublin island Nicola from Southampton. I think it's so important to do yeah, that. Even, like, even we had other London. people I was going to bring like Kayan from Cambridge. Mm. Like there's loads and even um, one of my shows December 10th, 2017 when I had Cherry from Sweden over. Mm. Like she came, the girl, the woman's singing in Swedish, shut down. And I tell you the place was ram. You don't know <laughs> what the heck she's talking about, but she shut down. Mm. And it made me... Um, 
g-check my own ignorance as well because i always used to wonder i'm like how come people like beyonce and are big in france and then places and they speak english mm. but obviously they they speak better english or whatever than we speak other languages and like how can you vibe to tune you don't know what they're saying then i met cherry mm. when i heard 163 yeah, <laughs> yeah i was like yo what in the heck mm. is this bruv and then, same, like, exactly I didn't same. understand a word she was saying. And I was like, yo, this is She got yeah. bangers, man. Then, then Lamnaha, all of that. And then <laughs> it goes even deeper than that, yeah? When you go and you see what she's saying in the lyrics. Yeah? It makes you want to go and discover it. You know, it Lam makes Lam you want to go and discover it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Even 163. 163 is about, that's her area in Rinkeby, um, Stockholm, Sweden, yeah? Like, she, like, I spent bare time with her. It's a gun town, you know, like, serious bad things will go out there like you just think Sweden's just oh it's Swedish nah it's a serious mm. ghetto yeah and she's talking about 163 her area how it's hard off she's lost people who have died there how she's going to go into other opportunities and that just look I think she's translated it in English Rah. the songwriting is mad that's, like, that's mad because it's like it's traumatic but then the people in England that can't understand like turn it up like but it's like and this is what I love it's exposing that's that's where my passion comes educating people on these new R&B because yeah. even I've given like Cherry I got her I did a promo for her I got mm. her an Aces show on um, one extra because Ace was trying to push R&B big shout out to Nadia J as well um, pushing R&B in general but um did you promote her like um a couple of months ago like and years ago as well he like, ch cherry yeah yeah that's what it was yeah because i think i remember yeah, I, I promoted promo her and, and it was for yeah. the show as well because yeah. she wanted somewhere to she just wanted to perform in it and i was yeah, like no, yeah, i'm doing yeah. this show why don't you jump on it again with her twitter mm. I was just playing a bear on my radio show. And you and brought one talking. of my favourite singers, Ebony, from Canada over oh, yeah. as well. I was literally I, meant to come and interview her that night as well. You know what? It didn't well. happen though. Yeah, like, I know, it was Because we, we were having, we, that she was ready to do it and everything, but logistically and money-wise, it, it couldn't make sense. I know, she was changing management too yeah, and everything. But even yeah. Ebony, another one, like I've, I got in touch with her. And I was playing her tunes and then she was like, oh, thank you for playing it so much. Oh, where are you from? I said, UK. And then mm. we got talking again through Twitter. Yeah. Exchange numbers, everything. I find out this girl's 15. I was like, pardon? Listen. Like, she's only like probably 18. She's 18, you know? 19 now. Yeah. yeah. She was 15 and it was around when um, What You Want come out. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Thinking, oh, that song, mate. How are you? What? Mm. And her voice, she reminds me of Kelly's. Like the tone. Mm. Yeah, like remember old Kelly's? Yes. She's I, got. I mentioned earlier. Do you get saying. what I'm saying? I can see what like you're the, saying. If you listen to her older songs, you'll get what I mean. Or like um, uh, One Something that tune I can't remember it's, it's one stuff. you can you can hear it on SoundCloud days like when no, she it's, it's on a Spotify actually it's called what because she gave it to me exclusively oh, but fair. her voice is, is so mature and it's got that it is that tone that Kelly's tone and um, I love her to but let, just because I'm conscious sorry. of time <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. should we do one question each and then kind of finish yeah that's there. fine so shoppe my next question is the pay question so we'll do it so last. nick do you want to <laughs> you know because you actually had another question but you've answered it already like, okay. what was the, it the event with the mosaic so oh, nick, oh okay, okay cool anyway. nick do you want to ask your question okay so going forward so you've done the show like yeah. um 360 r&b times the mosaic and um you've done like djing and all this kind of stuff what is kind of your next move what what do you think is the mm. next step for you to kind of help artist and your career and what do you want to do like next what i want to do is i would love to like even like infiltrate the labels like create a label mm -hmm. from it do something major like yes. actually help these acts because yes. a lot of them um, 
they'll go to the labels they're like oh we don't know what to do with you yeah or they're just ignoring mm, it i yeah. want to be that label that can do the difference mm-hmm. and also with the shows i want to be like you know remember how soul election was kind of like at its yes. peak yes yeah i want to do like thing. a show where i could do 360 rmb it could be in tokyo could be in lagos yeah could be in bridgetown could be yes. in new york london birmingham anywhere yes. people just go because it's 360 rmb i could have any artist from anywhere over the world mm. and like people just go and to learn of rmb and also another one i had would be a festival like because i think there's a gap in the market especially in the uk like um there is huge. like a type of essence fest feel and like that like authentic like there's there's two different ideas one's like pure r&b but then the other's like authentic black music with a black it's not all imagery yeah so like you could yeah. have yeah. anyone from like you could have a stormzy but you could have a freddie mcgregor but yeah. you could have uh jewel scott do you know what i mean like I pure authentic mean. black mean. music showing all type that's mm. that type of thing as well and I mean, there um, definitely is a gap in the uk there's a gap, market UK market, there's a gap yeah for both actually yeah especially with the, U- the u.s have quite a few of those oh yeah the roots picnic yeah the roots picnic i really want to go because we've got yeah. ones we've got ones which like, like new ones which are coming close which have got more authenticity like um big up to whitney and like with ends festival i know what well. you i knew you were gonna because um with ends festival I love what they're doing because even from the start, the headliners, American, Caribbean, African. Really from, authentic. Just from the too. start. And even not just that, even the, um, oh, what's the word? Uh, legacy or like the community stuff. Yeah. That whole build up. There's a yeah. mental awareness. Mm. There's mm. there's a mental awareness event. There's the doing on the side. Yeah, yeah. All these different yeah. ones. I have to say they've done such a yeah. good job from the ground. It's up, amazing. That grassroots kind of And then do you know what I like as well? They're offering opportunities to according youth as well. There's to a youth through. stage. Yeah, there's a youth so, stage. Yeah, yeah, there's people yeah, yeah. to perform. There's like they're actually leaving a legacy for Croydon and it's like it's and the first work time experience as well yeah work experience and this is why when black people the right people saying. get in these positions so the ends is a black owned festival pardon the it's, it's is done by yes. live it's done Wait, by it's, on Twitter. it's done by like live nation metropolis music but yeah. the people who organized it are majority black like whitney charlie yeah um, well, good for them like good so it's, it's so proper it's like people that it's a proper for us by us thing mm. yeah and that's what i love about it and that's why like I've gone to Whitney like I've known her for years from back in there I've gone to her look if you need any help with anything I'm here yeah. I'm here to support and that's what we need more of we need more I agree because even even in the industry alone like Whitney says it all the time in live like there's hardly any black people there yeah. even within the industry that the record label and stuff there's Ooh. hardly any within the PRs there's Quiet. hardly any You got even in the even Boy, can I even say it? No, say <laughs> it. Say it. Say don't it. Like I decode it or I don't want to. Yeah, even in certain media outlets. For yes. Oh, oh, we know yeah. what we know. Even, what even, we're in, even in all different ones. Yeah. There's um. Yeah. Although the face might be the behind the scenes isn't it's quiet. Yeah. It's quiet. So, and that's that, that's <laughs> kind of that's kind of a problem. And like we need to get like. With, if anybody young listening want to get in the industry or whatever it's not always about being the face that like you need to be behind as well because mm-hmm. even with um 360 a um that we've done it i've done 360 before in the yeah, past, you have, yeah, yeah. but i don't mind in some ways being in the background mm-hmm. and giving that like, omaze the face of mm-hmm. it to be like because she's the one who connects with people i don't mind having to help her out i don't yeah. mind having to help acts even when i do my dj lessons yeah i'm there i'm not here for the famous but even on 360 it's different because I DJ, mm. no host. Yeah. I don't talk nothing. When I'm DJing, the stage is dark. Yeah. It lights up when the artist comes on and I got this, 
these announcements like X Factor. So it's like from Dublin Island, mm. 360 R&B presents Soleil. Yeah. And then she just comes on. She talks. Yeah. So it shows her personality. It shows, gives her a chance to promote herself. Mm. The audience is focused on her. It's yeah. not a host trying to bust tutu joke, making yeah. a thing about oh, them. And I, and I love that because mm. even how you approached me like earlier this year, you yeah. approached me out of, it was you just saying, we need to connect on this kind of level. And it was yeah. kind of like, that's the kind of people you want in the industry, the people that aren't Trust afraid me. to connect the dots and help people out. I, that's how Ends Festival came about. You Trust know what me. I mean? That's how Omoze Times You came about mm. by just connecting through authenticity and to promote scenes that aren't given the visibility. Trust Otherwise, you guys self-engineered that. So mm. practically sold out, did an amazing job. It was packed. I saw the Ram social media impact. It was Ram Ram. And, and do you know what's mad? It was like 250 capacity here. And like, because we used the second room. And it was people that bought tickets. There was like 50 people that bought tickets that never come, you know. And it was literally, if they came, yeah. It would have been a madness. I think it was, it would have been over. Yeah. Or it would have been like, because if you, because the cap also includes the people working on it and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, we effectively literally sold out. Like, it, it was crazy. And with the links thing as well, that's one thing I tried to offer. Like I said, with the DJs, cussing the new DJs, but not helping. I always want to help. Even with, um, if you, like I said, like I said, like, yeah, if you've got a podcast, I want to be a part of it. And when I had the, um, when I was doing plugging for Seven Shooter. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah, I said, yeah. You um, get, yeah, you gave, you were part of the reason away. they gave me that interview. Yeah. yeah like straight, literally. Straight away. I, I was forgot like, about you were wondering, yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, I met Nick on the grapevine. He knows his stuff. Mm. Bam. That's how I did it. You honestly blessed I, me. I'm always night. looking out for like different people. I may not, I'm not vocal about it. I don't need to be like, yeah, I've done this. I've mm. done that. But a lot of people say to me, oh, why don't you say it? I'm like, I don't need to. Cause to me, the work like seeing the results of the work is enough for me that's you know what, what i mean about honestly Knowing that i've helped somebody about. out and done that for the opportunities which i never had yeah that like i want to give to other people that's why when i do these events and stuff i've got people that i want to um that i've mentored or whatever i have them be a part of it get experience like yeah. even um 360 in future ones my dj lessons the top students i'll get them to dj mm. i don't need to dj no more even if i do events i'll I've trained people and I've had them help as well. Like one girl I trained, she doesn't even DJ anymore. Um, she was DJ MI. She was called them. Um, do you remember years ago, um, Skepta performed at a festival in Nigeria? Yeah. And it, there was like a big video of it. Yeah, like, yeah, stage yeah. And everything. She was the DJ for the whole thing, you know? And that was in Didn't about that. May or June. She started DJing with me because she went to uni in Birmingham in February. Started like, she's the, the best student <sighs> I've ever had here. And she just took to it. And then she was doing that. She she's kind of like a it girl in um in Lagos, like yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. the rich one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I take the piss out of her because of that old Nollywood film, Black Brew Babes, or whatever it is. Black Brew Babes. That is such Black a Brew funny Babes. film. Like, that that's, film that's is fucking hilarious. And then like man. she she kind of like got a few sets there, and then she was getting sets in England mm. as an international DJ from Lagos. But she did. And I was like, right, you charge more than me, mate. Mad. <laughs> and it's like, mad. To offer those opportunities, I, I just love it. I love helping people. Honestly, uh, yeah. I, I even forgot. Thank you so much for that no, opportunity as well, man. <laughs> Great. Do you have a question, Shopping? Oh, oh no, I'm done for questions. Because yeah. my, my first oh, question was one at the beginning. Let's see what it is. So I, yeah. I, I'm, I cannot wait to see more events you put together. I totally, I would love you to hopefully one day put together a kind of festival kind of experience yes. mm. that kind of echoes the 360 brand. And I definitely want to make sure I go to the next event you do. I couldn't go last week, but like Nick, I saw 
the social media response. I saw all the tweets, and obviously, like I said, I'm the R and B guy. So like Jeez. to see, <laughs> to see <laughs> what? No, I'm, ju- I'm just like the vim, the confidence. <laughs> you say it all the time. <laughs> I know, Shopee. Literally, it's a, it's a joke. It's yeah. honestly a joke. Anyway, so yeah. Um, but yeah, so now that's all done, I'm gonna do a petty question because okay. you mentioned a particular artist, and even giving here me we a go. look. So yeah. let's have a, a quick question before we, you know wrap up um are you gonna ask what i think i already ask? know what i knew that i knew it was so good. here we go who do you prefer oh <laughs> i swear to god <laughs> are you this oh here we go go on ask your question out of brent fires and khalid but it's gonna be controversial yeah but i'm gonna say khalid so you sit there you sit there the you ask your petty questions. The reason, the reason why, yeah, you see, you see Brent, I'm gonna be honest here. You see Brent Fryers. I love the style and everything, and I know this for the reason because I'm a big fan of Amber Olivier, and she, the UK one that's worked with Brent Fryers, and she does the same style. But the way how he is here and he sings, kind of, it feels like he's kind of in between notes in some ways but Khalid is it sorry can you let him speak (laughs) and it kind of is like I kind of it's not I understand the style and that but it's just like it just doesn't you know yeah work. it just doesn't yeah i can't even oh. like it it just doesn't no but we've Khalid, yeah, although he's a bit different and a bit more on the puppy crossover side like mm-hmm. i do enjoy his stuff a bit more oh well you know that was and I, I remember I, I um i saw khalid perform years ago like when around location time like his first Soundcloud uk days. one and um that was a rooftop industry party oh he was in, in, in the yeah, uk like and he was sick tingy must have it was only a youth then as well mm. yeah very so, young when he blew up so shop a great question i really appreciate that question um, <laughs> so, so i guess that'll that. be the last question for today <laughs> season two is done yeah season guys. two is season done two is done Thank you very much for coming on the show. I mean, I'm feeling extra appreciative after that conversation we just had a moment ago. So um, with that, we'll let him shout out his socials and everything. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> boy, I know. Still quiet evil in the looks, corner. Okay, so evil looks, <laughs> man. But yeah. Um, can follow 360 r and on all socials. It's the numbers 360RMB. And also follow the playlist on Spotify as mm-hmm. well. There's one that's everything. One that's world. One that's US one that's UK one that's ca- oh, Canada so like I've divided it up a bit too. yeah and how I do it is um, 50 new ones then the oldest ones go and the new ones come every week so if you missed one and it's in the, looking at the UK one it will still be there yeah. also um, my socials Smooth Fuego that's Smooth F-U-E-G-O and the number one on Twitter or just Smooth Fuego on Instagram and just search Smooth Fuego you find everything but mm-hmm. yeah 360 R&B love it brilliant man thank you very much for coming on the show and thank you very much this was a great really good round of applause applause, (laughs) shout out for the work you do as well yeah honestly the the grassroots work that you're doing it's it's hard because even even sometimes I do it and Doing R and B is very hard. Like I could just easily do grime or rap and like, yep. I could be making millions of that. And sometimes I'm there like, why am I doing this? Even mm. down to like the DJ lessons, because oh yeah, DJ lessons. Yeah, well. got to write those. Follow me on my socials. Literally, three pounds. No, not three pounds, but three hours, ten pounds. 
That's it. Huh? That's, make, that's really good. Make, like make it affordable. That's, that's so like, really good. Because not everybody has money in that way and I'm trying to make it affordable for them. That's in good. some ways, like, I just did it in Birmingham. Then loads of people in London said, ah, oh, do it in London. I do it in London. Like, literally, what I get in most of the time is just my travel costs. Drive down to London, do it, go back up. I just want to help people mm. in that way. That's and, good. Um, yeah, so 10 pounds on 10 opportunity pounds, that you nothing. cannot And I, miss, I teach like, you proper, every, not just the DJ lessons, like, personality wise like genres where to get music from all of that it's yes. all about what you need trust me it's all about us helping each other and like, i've put emphasis on it because like i said we're not getting in those background positions mm. and we're not being like we're now getting a position where we're we're starting to make companies we're starting to make projects yeah and we can offer two up offer opportunities to help each other mm. and this is what we need to do more of because we never had it in the past i grew up in a barber shop um in birmingham there's an area called soho road which is majority asian businesses mm -hmm. used to be caribbean i grew up in a barber shop them saying ah oh, all you youths aren't doing nothing you see how the asian ones all stick together you see how they're helping each <laughs> other and this and that went to uni come back the same man's there and then i'm thinking hold on what are you doing do you know mm. what i mean the reason yeah, a lot of us are like that is because you haven't even given us like the things you've had in the past you've sold off yeah you didn't even give us something to pass down so we need to build things and pass it down to the next gen mm. we also not and we've also got to help the new gen don't just cuss them yeah don't just definitely. let you down just let your nose down on them because as well as they can learn from you you can learn from them yeah. as well. facts. Ooh, facts. Facts. That's, that's facts and i find that all the time like when a lot of this mumble rapping drills come i was like oh this is shit and then I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to sit and listen to it because mm -hmm. this, this boy here, he's loving it. Like, um, mm. little man 18, he loves, um, like, drill. Right? That's all he listens to. Mm. And I don't get it. And then yeah. I was listening carefully and then I'm like, I'm trying to understand from his perspective. Yeah. And it's helped. The same way he's just suddenly been listening to, like, Tupac and 50 Cent randomly. Mm. Like, it's a know. cultural exchange. Yeah. Like, some, some yeah. people yeah. I'd be fucking it's all, with. It's all about us all understanding each other's differences networking mm. and, and networking is essential because like i said the fact i'm here is because me and nick were on grapevine yeah literally that's that's the first time we met the only time we met yeah we spoke and then we were on the r&b one and there's uh, no disrespect to anyone else but i know it was just us two that like knew bit of jesse too bit of jesse too jesse bernard oh yeah yeah, yeah jesse, he, 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 us three yeah, were just, it, was, it was like us that yeah. really knew about with that not gonna shout out to everyone of the great vibe yeah, yeah. no, no but really from like a, i would have loved to be on that from episode. from like a you, yeah from a proper proper r&b perspective that was in the music like we were like the only ones that everyone else was it was more of a like black recognition thing as opposed to the music side but um <laughs> it's a sky blue still I know, I know. I know. Um, it's amazing people can't see what's happening but yeah and um <laughs> from from that we've connected is things with like the seven street interview yeah me being on here is thank you for inviting me and we'll be in touch yeah Ooh, trust me it's my first more. time on a podcast i just want to say now you killed it bro you killed you it, killed it. <laughs> you've, no. you've given us all lessons and I'm, yeah, I'm, such, I'm such a hypocrite you know because i'm being like I can't listen to podcasts it's long, but I can talk all day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the biggest and no, all it, no, honestly, like, yeah. and even just like, even just outside, even outside like the R and B stuff, like, yeah. just as to, to piggyback off your black recognition thing. Mm. Oh wow, the shade. Um, <laughs> it's just nice to see someone working in the industry, like, like I said, at grassroots level, who's really actually doing the work in so many different areas and yeah. so many different fields, and really trying to uplift. You know. 
genres that have kind of are on the way to being extinct almost and also just trying to uplift young people trying to go into these different fields and creative stuff like that so it's really really and like i'm honestly really excited to see what you do so am i with, i can't wait like so it's, it's hard and, though it's just, and when people say yeah. like oh r&b is dead and shit like nah. that uh-huh. like seeing people like you having this personal conversation I'm like okay no like it's gonna be okay because like i said r&b is my favorite thing in the world mm. so I've, it makes me very happy and very um, smiley to see like guests like this stuff Ooh. stuff <laughs> being done yeah. um, to keep it alive and you've put me on just from this alone put me on to some interesting artists that I know I need, need to check out mm. and um, yeah man so I can't wait to see your your continuous rise and everything alright um, so that is the end of the episode guys and it is the end of the season as well so from me I'm gonna say Thank you very much for everyone who stuck with us, who listened to all of the episodes, stuck for us from season one, even the new people that came along. Um, the messages have been amazing. The reviews are crazy. Um, we've been getting a lot of recognition from some really cool people. Um, the conversations we've had on this podcast have been amazing. Um, one of the things that I was really hyped for was talking more about Stan culture and mm-hmm. stuff. And the fact, the fact we got Han on, um, all of those things made the season great for me. Um, my co-hosts were amazing as well. Shope and Nick were great when it came to Shope with all the information that's in his head from all the research he does, everything he knows about music, even Nick with the like new music stuff that you know about and everything. And I think this podcast is doing amazing and it's partly because of the people who listen, give us honest feedback. So like I said, let us know if there's anything you want us to improve on and um, what you're expecting for season three, what you want from season three. And yeah, that's, that's what I have to say. Um, yeah, thanks guys for an amazing season. Um, it's incredible to see your ideas come to life. And we met like four to five months ago now with an ideas board of who we wanted on the season, what we wanted to discuss, etc., etc. And I'm thankful to say that pretty much everything went to plan. Mm. I spoke to a DJ, you know, today with Smooth Fuego and um, incredible that your show even happened. So it's even better to have a conversation about cultural stuff actually happening um, in real time too. And then we spoke to Han about stand culture. We had Jesse Bernard who was on our list from day one yeah, yeah. Um, which was a, a testament we had a great conversation about journalism um, drill minister drill minister as well for the drill conversation something I really wanted to do that this was season a great conversation is, yeah something I yeah something I really wanted to do this season is have something different which was unexpected from Donut Like The Stands and I definitely think that people didn't expect us to delve into genres such as drill and really get under the skin of it so that conversation was amazing so I'm just thankful for all of our ideas coming to life and all of us getting the bit that we wanted from this season and thank you to Shopee and Eden for an incredible season all of you guys have been great for your individual traits as well the mental health aspect in music which we've had in conversations too by Eden has been great and obviously the knowledge resource that is Shopee and R&B conversations have been amazing too Smooth you've been amazing and I cannot wait to collaborate in even more ways um, in the future too so yes that's what I had to say Ugh, you really can make me speak bring out the heart man it's been 14 episodes I'm dead the deep breath <laughs> well no like I feel like everyone who listens just knows I'm just here to do to talk about the topics and our and our conversations and go home but whatever let's let's get into it you know <laughs> award winning speech um yeah I just want to say um it has been another great season um I am just very happy that this show exists and I'm glad that I do have the opportunity to do this every Saturday for three months out of well 
three months at a time because I'm obviously like I love music with all my heart and I'm blessed that not only do I work in it I get to do it as part of my little side hustles too also and um yeah like it's just my favorite thing just to talk about music and culture and obviously and just like Smith Frago said about he wants to educate people I want to do that too I want to do that too especially with um um R&B especially just shining a light on those who came before us I'm a big champion of that like speaking on a lot of those older artists like you guys hear me mention Stevie Wonder damn all the time because he's one of the greatest and um, yeah like we've just had some really interesting conversations so I'm very grateful to all the guests we've had you've definitely like not even just because you're here right now but <laughs> of the two seasons we've had this has definitely been one of my favourite guest conversations like mm. it was a very 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 insightful discussion to what goes on behind the scenes mm-hmm. in so many aspects like just from event planning and being a DJ and just seeing like the actual I guess the um, what's what I'm looking for the what's the word I'm looking ideas for? come to life no it's like realization the, the arts yeah the art of djing and the oh. art of like music creation so like this has definitely been like an incredible conversation and i've said it again but i really i i'm so excited for everything you're going to do i'm going to be all at all your events i'm going to be at the 360 r&b festival um <laughs> speak it into existence yes yeah. you know headlining act terry walker like so just because i know i know hey. you're gonna i know you're gonna put on the people that aren't you're gonna get anywhere else deserving and yeah. um yes of course you know to shout out these two knuckleheads Eden, oh. Mc- Eden McKenzie and Nick Terrell we, you know we, we know the dynamic you know our shade and everything but you know the love is strong my brothers my guys you know you know it's a draw now right what the Khalid and thingy oh, oh it's not good. what it's, are we it's, still it's, bringing it's legit one one it's not but it really is no it's still 56% so but okay I mean I've, it is one one but if we want to live maybe we should start asking every guest maybe, <laughs> maybe we should oh, go back to Jesse that's and the point stuff. something we stopped doing are you sorry are you finished with your but yeah no so yeah Nick Let Nick and Eden um, I, I love you guys and um, I'm very excited about where we're going like Nick like Eden mentioned like we've gotten some great comments and feedback from um, from very interesting and notable people in media and music like I still like I'm still gassed to the fact that Simeon from Channel 4 listens to us and like it's lit. like he gave us some amazing feedback and um yeah that's me so see you in season three I'll, that'll be me i'll be coming with the glow of new orleans i'll be fresh from essence when we come back to record so yeah that's me and the question that we asked a few guests but i think i think we kind of forgot about it obviously don't alert the stands who do you stand yes Ooh. wow you have to I'm, pick one person with me, I'm just like, I'm not loyal at all. I'm all over the place. Oh. You really nah, want to nah, put nah, that actually, brand nah, out nah, there? Nah, nah, actually, not nah, loyal. Nah, there must still. be one eye. <laughs> I'm like. still, I'm still, I'm still. I would say, well, actually, there's not one. There's a few. Nah, one. I'd say, Nail. Okay. Really? Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Love oh, That's interesting. Interesting. Lover. Okay. Mm. Well, that is the episode for today, guys. We hope you enjoy your summers. We'll be back very shortly. Try not to miss us too much. Just remember, review us, please. Uh, we are trying to get more guests. We are trying to be more and much bigger. Um, but yeah, that has been done at the stands. And peace. 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 Let, me hold my, let me hold my tongue in I'm not going to upset the stands. Wait. Oh, we, we, no, we're we, here for that. Yeah. Oh, 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 we're here oh, for that. Oh, we good. Oh, Don't oh, alert the stands. Oh, we I, can alert their class. Oh. So we're going to have little, little Suzanne and little Kieran. Oh, I like R&B. He's like, oh, Jess Glynn. <laughs> Rhea Aura. Rhea Aura. Cheryl Cole. Oh, I love... <laughs> so- 
Oh, I love soul music. Who? Oh, you know, I love Sam Smith. I love Eliza <laughs> Doolittle. Nigga, no. And Beyonce too. Like Beyonce allegedly has like a an African inspired album in her vault somewhere that she has that the dream having the dream worked on. And I would like to hear that one day. Um, but and now going into this album. Mm. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not gonna say anything. We lost me on television. Someone criticized Beyonce. Someone. Oh, someone did. Someone famous. <laughs> and then, oh, I don't even think it was someone. But then I think Beyonce herself said, calm down, Beehive. And they're like, shut up, bitch. We got this. <laughs> I can't remember what happened. Young Julie, aka Drill Minister. I'm here. <laughs> Boom, bam. And people like, fires. I was gonna vote Marathon lean anyway. continues. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> the Aretha Franklin of this century. Who well, said that? Said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, did she say that? <laughs> well, it says Lizo, the body positive diva of self-empowerment who fancies herself the Aretha Franklin of this century no. has skyrocketed. <laughs> Not my Aretha.